and well <laughs> good to go yeah okay hello and welcome to the wheel of crime podcast the podcast where two ladies drink mumble profanities and laugh way too often listener discretion is advised and crimeys we're back back and ready to rumble (laughs) guess who's back shady's back (laughs) but this is emily this is jen and this week we are doing petty crimes (laughs) (laughs) i love when i say something you're like literal mind skips a beat you're like what are we doing never mind (laughs) No, it is Petty Crimes that we're doing this week. Um, I hope you're drinking with a friend today or by yourself <laughs> or with somebody or you're enjoying listening to us because we're going to be doing our uh, wheel at the end here where you guys drink instead of us. This is not going to be one of our featured episodes, so I hope you're ready. Yes, oh. alcohol. Well, I, well, Get your alcohols or, ready, bitches. I'm voting for either alcohol or water because either way, it's important to be hydrated. And it's also... <laughs> you keep saying that. You don't understand. I work with f- in fitness, the fitness area. It is important to be hydrated. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so pe- this week is petty crimes. How was your week, Jen? Good. I've had lots of car troubles this week, so it's been an interesting one. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I hate being an adult. Yeah, I can attest to that. Every day I wake up, I hate being an adult. I think, but <laughs> you know, responsibilities and shit. You gotta love them, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to love them. You just like <laughs> have to deal with this them. Is my life now, so I might as well not be miserable. I don't know. Uh, yeah, like I said, at some point you just have to accept it. You're like, maybe if I just accept where I am, then maybe I won't be so upset about it. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I uh, don't really think I did a whole lot this week. Um, I really went to town on buying candy, but that's what else is new <laughs> literally nothing what kind of candy did you get uh you can probably see it right now <laughs> i got enough to fill that jar you gave me for my birthday <laughs> that is a wine gum jar and then more than that like enough to make a stand for <laughs> the wine gum jar so Jeez. yeah that's gonna keep me occupied for a while and uh i don't know a lot of work a lot of work stuff uh but that's pretty pretty usual um I don't know. I'd like to think of a funny story of what happened this week, but not a whole lot. I don't know. I feel like my life used to be a sitcom, but since nowadays all I do is work and sleep, there's not really a whole lot of interesting things that happen in my life anymore. Let me tell you a story from before things got adult. From before I got old. Yes. Before I was 95. Pretty much. Or I do, I do like listening to other people's interesting stories, though. So if you guys want to give us five stars and tell me an interesting story, I'm all ears. Yes. At this point, at this point, I'm just really enjoying uh, reading those, like, Tumblr stories that may or may not be true, because then at least I can pretend they're true and be like, wow, there's a person out there who leads a very interesting life. Yes. Right? And is probably going crazy as we speak. Mm-hmm. Probably. But uh, I'll tell you a joke before we get into our crimes, Lawrence. You know I'm always here for the jokes. Knock, knock. Who's there? Calder. Calder who? Calder police. I've been robbed. <laughs> uh, good one. 
I know, right? You're so funny. So talented. I have got some, like, bad neck-back problems. <laughs> it bothers me so much. Probably need to work out my back more. Yeah. So our topic is petty crimes, as we previously stated. So petty crimes is actually uh, another way of just saying misdemeanor. So misdemeanor is any lesser criminal act in some common law syst- uh, legal systems. So misdemeanors are generally punished less severely than felonies, but theoretically more so than administrative infractions, which is also known as minor petty summary offensive offenses and regulatory offenses. So many misdemeanors are punished via monetary fines. Yeah. So I went first last week. Are you wanting to go first this week? Sure. Let yeah. me tell you about Curtis Logan Lawson. Okay. Who was born on November 7th, 1981. Mm-hmm. On December 26th of 2016, then 36-year-old Lawson entered a Walmart in Knoxville, Tennessee. Now, and as you and I both know, since we both worked in retail, right. Box and is fucking busy (laughs) i actually i remember having to pick between working on christmas and working on boxing day and i think i actually usually picked christmas because i didn't want to like a chill like yeah well and like that way too you're not having to deal with the crazy people who like crawl out of their holes on boxing day like (laughs) i don't know what even happens like this year i went out boxing day shopping honestly i didn't really see anything that was even that like decently priced everything was like the same except for there was just way more people fighting over it literally i was like i almost wish that i even just like gone out shopping on like even like christmas eve instead (laughs) or like christmas day because everything would still have been the same price like for like where we live or where I live anyways. But it is fucking busy. Mm. As, as I'm pretty sure most people who have gone shopping on that day know. Yeah. So this Walmart in Knoxville was no exception and it was extremely busy. And the store was busy with both shoppers who were making new purchases along with others who were returning unwanted Christmas gifts. Right. Um, You know, like <laughs> the cheap bath site your random relative gets you that nobody wants. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I feel like almost everybody I've ever known in my life has received one of those at some point where at least you you're able to use at least like one or two things. But you're like mm. But you're like I haven't taken a bath in a hundred years. Why would I use bubble bath? <laughs> or like something like that. Or it like has a weird smell and you're like, since when That's like I don't know how I feel about, like, dessert-scented lotions, especially. Mm. Like, you know when, like, people are like, oh, you want some lotion? And you're like, sure. Like, if I ever receive lotion that's, like, cookie smell or, like, what's another one? Like, birthday cake? Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. It actually, to me, it's more nauseating than it is, like, a pleasant smell. I remember one year for Christmas I got this, like, cotton candy body spray. Mm. And I thought it smelled horrible horrific yeah but one girl that we went to school with the individual the individual <laughs> she loved it so i remember like giving it to her and being like you can have it oh, it smells nasty well at least you had somebody you were able to give it away to i remember oh, i can't remember how like who this would have been but it would have been when i was like a young teenager somebody mm-hmm. at some point gifted me like a I don't know if it was, like, brownie or s'more. Like, it was, like, supposed to be body butter, but it came in a really small container. It was very, like, watery, and it smelled not even like a dessert. It just kind of smelled, like, sweet and not even chocolatey. Because, like, I can deal with, like, some chocolatey stuff. Like, I remember the one year you got me, like, a peppermint chocolate something, and I thought that was really good. Yeah. But, But it was peppermint chocolate. It wasn't, like, supposed to be, like, a chocolate, like, like, dessert type thing. Yeah. And it was really weird. And I remember, like, I was trying to, like, pawn it off on one of my siblings or, like, my mom. And everybody was like, 
No thanks. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, in early December 2016, Lawson had gone to Walmart and made a purchase that totaled up to $39.57. Mm-hmm. But now that Christmas was over, um, he was in need of some in need of some extra cash, as most of us are. Yeah, after Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) So he decided to bring back his receipt in an empty shopping bag to Walmart on that Boxing Day. Mm. Um, Now, instead of returning the items he had previously purchased and getting his money back, he had a different plan in mind. Mm. He walked in and went straight to the items that were on the receipt from earlier that month, uh, grabbing them with the intention of returning them for cash. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, however, this was not his first encounter with the law, nor <laughs> was it his first doing illegal shit at Walmart. <laughs> so, <laughs> when, <laughs> so when he walked in empty-handed, a Walmart loss prevention op- officer by the name of Robert McGauley took note of him and decided to watch him on the security cameras. <laughs> So, Robert clearly saw what Lawson was doing and watched him pick up the items on his receipt, which happened to be clothing items, mm-hmm. and then take them to customer service desk and try and return them. He immediately detained Lawson, who admitted right away that he had stolen the items, and this crime he had just committed was known as return fraud, which is the act of pretending to return items that you didn't buy. I actually remember when I was working for a certain uh, furniture selling establishment, we had <laughs> also a furniture selling establishment that uh, that we had people try and do that stuff all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Or like, uh, I even remember like seeing people were like, you wouldn't really know if like you should stop them or not because you couldn't like you. I worked cash and it was right by the front door. So if somebody grabbed something from the back and hid it in their purse, I wouldn't have known. That would be a sales associate who would be having to keep an eye out for that kind of stuff. But, like, I remember seeing some people who, like, kind of would, like, give you, like, a weird look on their way out and then just kind of leave without buying anything. And I always, always was like, I know you stole something. I don't know what it was. I know you did, though. And it would happen all the time. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Or, like, I never worked, uh, I don't, I'm trying to think back. I don't think I ever worked clothing retail. I know you did, though. Mm-hmm. Did anybody ever, like, try on stuff and, like, try to walk out with it at all? All the time. I used to work at a shoe store, and they would only put out right the right shoe because they, otherwise people would steal. Huh. If they put out, like, both shoes or, like, a right and a left. Gotcha. People would just come along and steal the shoes. That's interesting. I never thought about that, actually. Yeah, that's why there's only ever one shoe out. Huh. The more you know, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, as mentioned, this was not Lawson's first encounter or being on the wrong side of the law. So, he had at least three outstanding warrants, most of which were traffic violations, including a DUI. Mm Mm-hmm. He also had 22 prior felony convictions. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good start. And at least 12 misdemeanor convictions out of Servier and Knox counties, mm. including 18 prior burglary convictions for most, um, but for this most recent petty crime, he was eventually charged with shoplifting and criminal trespass. Mm, gotcha. Um, also, as mentioned before, it was also not his first time being a shit disturber at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. <laughs> 
And it turned out that Lawson had been arrested for shoplifting a bra over four years earlier from another Walmart location. A bra? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, you do you, sir, I guess. Yeah. That time, Lawson was issued what is called a notification of restriction from property by Walmart loss prevention staff. This piece of paper essentially restricts someone's access to Walmart by officially evicting them from the property forever. Mm. The notice informed him that he is no longer allowed on the property owned by Walmart Stores, Inc. or any other area subject to Walmart Stores, Inc.'s control, and it includes all retail locations or subsidiaries. Such documents, according to the loss prevention officer at Lawson's trial, are regularly issued at Walmarts across the United States. Mm, okay. Now, one really interesting aspect of this case was that it was able to spark a much larger legal conversation about uh, big box retailers' desire to reduce shoplifting and a prosecutor's tendency to punish offenders who are often a little bit more unlucky rather than, like, actually, like, a physical, like, dangerous threat. Okay, gotcha. Um, across the United States, the Retailers Association was lobbying legislators to stiffen the punishment for retail theft, and they claimed that harsher punishments would help prevent organized retail crime. Mm, okay. However, like, this is, like, that's, like, a really broad term. yeah. I was going to say, even when, like, you were, like, starting to speak, I was like, I feel like this is going to be ending up a lot more broad than what we probably would like to hear. Yeah, so, because the term is so broad, it's often used to describe repeated shoplifting. Repeated shop, Repeated shoplifting. I don't even know if that was a real <laughs> sentence I just said. Repeated shoplifting? I don't know. And in Constantly tennis- <laughs> stealing chapstick. Yes. Constantly. You'd be banned from shoppers for life. That would be sad. I buy so much stuff from shoppers. Like, uh, like if you're going to ban me, ban me from London drugs. It's not as good. I'm just saying. That's true. That and, like, all the stuff they have there is for some reason more expensive. I know. <laughs> and not as good. If you, if, but if you are a shopper at London Drugs, you should give us five stars and tell us why you shop at <laughs> London Drugs. <laughs> oh, my God. But in Tennessee, the broadness of this term was used to the advantage of Walmart and local prosecutors who have used the broadly worded burglary statute to felonize what would otherwise be a misdemeanor in retail theft. Mm. The Association of Retailers are pushing for similar language in California and several other states. So, usually, shoplifting items under $1,000 would be considered a misdemeanor, petty crime, or whatever, right? Right. But since this crackdown on these types of crimes, the Knox County District Attorney's Office has been uh, prosecuting people like Lawson under the burglary statue, which under Tennessee law is defined as unlawfully and knowingly entering a building without the consent of the owner and committing a theft, which is like kind of a weird way to put it. That is a weird way to put it. But Lawson's attorney admitted that he had a drug addiction and sometimes shoplifted to support his habit, Mm. but noted that he never had been accused of being a threat to anyone's safety. Okay. But because of the outstanding warrants, his bill was set to a $2,500 total, and he was immediately taken to jail. Oh. On January 9th, a warrant was issued for Lawson 
that escalated his shoplifting charge to a felony because according to the arrest affidavit, Lawson was not allowed to be inside Walmart at all. Therefore, his return fraud was a burglary, a felony punishable by up to 12 years in prison. Oh, okay. And his bail was then jacked all the way up to a total of $5,000. Woof. Like, imagine stealing $39 worth of crap and being sentenced to 12 years. No kidding. Like, that's like a lot. Like, not that retail crime is, like, not a big deal, but, like, that's a lot. It is a lot. And, like, I kind of understand just with the way it was set up and, like, how he had all these other offenses also under his belt, which yeah. contributed to this happening. But I do agree. Like, that, like, the co- the direct correlation is, is a lie. Yeah. So, Lawson's attorneys argued that charging their client with felony burglary was not appropriate because the store, rather than being a private residence or a warehouse was open to the public. Mm. Assistant Director Public Defender Jonathan Harwell, who has worked on similar cases and represents Lawson, believes that Walmart's notifications are confusing. They are not consistently enforced. For example, Lawson had entered Walmart locations countless times since receiving his notifications. He had made returns, purchased goods, and even showed his ID to buy food using his electronic benefit transfer card Mm. without any issues. There aren't any no trespassing signs around Walmart and no other indication that potential shoppers are being checked when they enter the store, which most likely they aren't. The only people who have access to notices are loss prevention staff. Gotcha. Okay. So, like, it, because, like, he got this notice, like, four years before this particular crime happened. Okay. He recently bought something earlier that month to like try so he figured it would be okay to be there okay um so walmart's trespass notifications are a part of the extension of private influence over parts of the criminal justice system that benefit third parties like retailers walmart in particular has come under fire in the past for hiring too few employees as a cost-cutting measure and then relying heavily on public-funded local police to handle their shoplifting problem. Gotcha. But the law in Tennessee is confusing when it comes to prosecuting shoplifters on felony charges, so the decision is left to local prosecutors. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, like, really, like, prevalent in a case... In another county similar to Lawson's, the state versus Danielle Chandria Jensen, Mm -hmm. and it was dismissed when the judge decided the felony charge wasn't appropriate. The court that upheld the dismissal wrote a really angry letter (laughs) stating that the prosecutor had a strong desire to prosecute all individuals for burglary who had been arrested for shoplifting or theft who previously had been banned from the relevant store. Mm. A questionable goal when the harshness of a felony conviction and sentence for burglary is compared to the wrong committed. Right. Even for a repeat shoplifter. The case was vacated by a higher court on a different issue, so that law still remains unsettled. Okay. Um, But across the U.S., more state legislators are increasing the penalties for multiple shoplifting offenses, a move that has been encouraged by the National Retail Federation, a trade group that lobbies on behalf of retail businesses. The federation represents the interests of both small business 
like mom and pop shops mm-hmm. and big like big box stores like Walmart and dollar stores. Okay. According to the trade publication Loss Prevention Media, legislation has become a primary tool used in combating organized retail crime. However, very little reliable information is available about the idea of organized retail crime mm. or about shoplifting in general. Gotcha. But in March of 2016, or 2017, I guess, Okay. Um, <laughs> Lawson was convicted of burglary, and he is still waiting for his, or he was still at that point waiting for his sentence hearing, but because of the burglary charge, his options for parole or alternative sentencing are limited. Mm-hmm. A representative from the Knox County DA's office pointed to Lawson's longest of felony charges, indicating that he is likely to receive the maximum sentence of 12 years in prison. Lawson's attorney and the public defender's office have noted that these felony prosecutions have increased since 2014 election of the current Knoxville District Attorney, Tarm Allen, who vowed to crack down on crime and has prosecuted a large number of cases under the state's gang statute, which mm-hmm. was recently struck down by the Tennessee Court of Criminal Appeals for being too broad. Mm. In the meantime, it appears that the new law is n- is being used not to prosecute dangerous retail gangs, but rather to penalize those who can least afford it, like Lawson. Right. Gotcha. So. Mis- misuse of the law. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, he did commit crime and, like... Oh, yeah, not to say that he didn't, but, like, yeah, definitely using the system, though, to, to like, the benefit. To penalize people who, like, can't afford to pay bail. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm never a fan of. No. Yeah, I don't know. Miscarriage, well, not miscarriage of justice, but these types of situations which escalate to a point where you, where even still, even though somebody's being punished, but still in, like, an unfair type of way, Mm -hmm. depending on how you look at it, still, I don't don't ring with that kind of stuff personally. Mm -mm. Yeah, don't shoplift, guys. Don't do it. Don't be a felon either. (laughs) That probably will help. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on your story? I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted because, like, at this, like, on one That's hand, definitely the opinion I got from it, too. He, like, was feeding an addiction by stealing from, like, a business, which I'm not cool with. Yeah. But, and, like, he does have, like, a rule of law and criminal past, but at the same time, like, he still deserves to only, you know, pay, like, the correct amount of time for that specific crime. Yeah, and that's another thing, too, is that the way the law adds up, I understand, and I also understand how it got to be with him being charged and with having to serve what he is. Mm-hmm. I do understand that. And then, like, it's like what I was saying before, the direct correlation I have a hard time agreeing with just because it is a little bit of a gray area. Yeah. And then there's all that other stuff, too, that adds into it, which I'm like... Well, I, th- I kind of feel like when, like, politicians decide to, like, crack down on something, like, the war on drugs, like, they really, like, they send a lot of people who really probably shouldn't be in prison to jail like that's actually something i've always had a problem with too like just relating to the war on drugs type of thing is anything having to do with marijuana like i understand that a lot of people use it medicinally and you know that sort of thing but the whole like having somebody go to prison for like owning just a couple ounces or whatever like i don't do the weed personally so i don't know how many ounces you need to go to jail or how many ounces a person would need anyways but even like being found carrying any amount can send you to jail for like a long period of time especially in the states and then it fucks up your entire life yeah if that's on your record that really affects your employment 
for the rest of your life. Or, like, traveling or, like, just your ability to do things in general. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a lot of people, too, who are like me and don't do the weed are like, oh, well, you don't want to have those people, like, you know, doing this or that anyways. You know, they they choose to feed an addiction or a habit or whatever it is, and that's their own fault. Like, they should have known the consequences. But at the same time, there's so many other worse things that people could be getting caught for, but then there's these efforts being put into, like, you know, these other minor things that really shouldn't be having the focus. Yeah, I don't know. I feel very conflicted about it because, like, I firmly believe in, like, the justice system, but I feel like sometimes it really is rigged to, like, punish people of a lower economic standing rather Mm -hmm. than actually punish the people who deserve to be punished. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was actually having this conversation with my mom the other day, too, because when she went to school, she actually went to school for, uh, I can't remember her exact uh, degree, but it's a form of law and working with the law. And she was telling me about how one of the things she learned when she was working in a law office was Mm -hmm. that um, it is never about uh, whether or not a person did or didn't do the crime. It has everything to do with how much money you're willing to into like to put into a good lawyer, how much money you're willing to put into like mm-hmm. bail charges, how much money you're willing to put into like pretty much anything else, which is like what you're saying too. Then you have all these people who have a local lower economic standpoint who if they don't deserve to be punished to the extent that they are being set out to be punished, they don't really have a lot of control over the situation. But then you have other people who have the means to pay for buy their way out of anything. to pay for all these different things like uh, the the example my mom gave is that uh, there was a there was a man who was abusing children at some point and he uh, would basically date a girl and she would be she would have young kids and he would abuse the young kids both girls and boys in uh, a varying degree of ways and then he would have charges pressed against him and at one point he had accrued something like eight or nine different charges from eight or nine different women and different chil- and like different uh children uh, of groups of these women and uh he ended up you know going at, to like a why can't i think of it right now when you're in the courtroom being judged i don't know what you call that actual like the trial? <laughs> i don't know if it was the trial or if it was like a pre something or another but he the ended trial, yeah, yeah yeah but uh basically what it was is that he had put uh, he was somebody who actually had like a good job and had like a good like economic background and all that and he was able to put the money into having a really good lawyer and this is something that happens all the time right it's not like a one-off situation mm-hmm. but was able to put the money into that and even though everybody knew he had done it and knew that he probably deserved to go to jail, he ended up serving no time because of it. And That's my, gross. Yeah, and, like, the fact is, too, that the fact that my my own mom, who has had that personal experience with working with that stuff, she's like, you know, and just the fact that it, things like that can happen and probably happen more often than what most people think yeah. really is a sickening feeling. And that's one of the reasons also why she doesn't want to go back into the law, right? right. Is because you have to deal with all that type of, like, gross situations that come up where there's not really a whole lot you can do. Because at the end of the day, that's like, oh, well, that's why people hire lawyers, right? And, like, that kind of stuff. Right. And, like, also, like, look at, like, even, like, big cases like Harvey Weinstein for so long. Mm-hmm. He wasn't brought forward because he could just pay people off and make them be quiet and go away. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have other people argue, too, where they're like, oh, it's not just about the money, though. It has to do with, like, all this other stuff. And, I mean, sure. In a lot of cases, they're, like, in, like, whatever case, there is a lot of evidence and that should be brought forward and used and whatever else. But at the same time, if you're guilty and your intent was to do harm to another person or to do a particular situation and that's what you're being charged for, you need to be punished for it. That's, like, the simple, like, you know... And it should... There should be some sort of equality because, like, 
if you like it just fucks people who like can't af- don't have any money over because then they can't afford to pay bail so they have to sit in jail even if they are not guilty and that's another thing too that you have people who literally are victims to the system who are then caught in this situation where they then have to sit in jail for x amount of time you know guilty or not guilty mm-hmm. right it's just that whole gray spot there or you have other people who because they're able to afford it can pay to be able to walk around and still do all this other stuff while still awaiting trial or still awaiting to hear like oh like what what is the next step right, right. and that and that's unfair too it is yeah mm-hmm. but yeah no i did like your story though that's a very conflicting one it is Mine is not like that. Ooh, tell me about your story. <laughs> because we did do petty crimes, I kind of was like, oh, well, I can find some funny petty crimes. <laughs> so I ended up doing a list of seven, or sorry, six, six petty crimes that people have done. Are you ready? I'm ready. So to preface, not every unsolved crime is committed by a criminal mastermind. For every Zodiac killer still on the loose, there are, dozen, there are a dozen people who are uncaught, not because they're outsmarting the law at every turn, but because they're so crazy that not even Batman could predict their actions. <laughs> We've assembled a gallery of the strangest ro- rogues, sorry, rogues, rogues, you might find, <laughs> you might one day find an Arkham's minimum security wing. Hopefully. Otherwise, they'll keep doing bizarre shit like this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, number six. Someone has been throwing an inhuman amount of urine down a building's garbage chute. Gross. <laughs> that is a crime. <laughs> I know, I was like, Ugh. Uh, petty, yes. Crim- criminal, definitely. <laughs> uh, okay, so the residents of 301 Cumberland Street in New York City have a problem. And it's not other citizens making fun of their exceedingly British name. <laughs> According to the Brooklyn real estate brownstoner.com, a low-budget Howard Hughes has been filling <laughs> trash bags with urine and dumping them down a laundry chute. Or not a laundry chute, it's a garbage chute. That's Not funny. as bad. Still still pretty gross, though. <laughs> I can't even imagine a laundry chute. That's terrible. Good thing it's a garbage chute, I guess. Yes. Not to the garbage folks who have to pick that up, but... <sighs> for the rest of us not going to get our laundry, you know, soaked in <laughs> urine. Terrible. So, where they then burst open in the basement like Satan's catheter bag. <laughs> <laughs> That shouldn't be funny, but that was funny. So, this isn't like someone throwing out dirty diapers. We're talking naked gun-level urinations, like the amount of water you'd bring with you on a long camping trip, or a small Coke at a movie theater. (laughs) It's disgusting. That's so disgusting. Literally garbage bags full of urine. Literal garbage bags. You literally have to work on that for a while. Like, I remember the story I told you where I thought there was a demon outside of my bedroom, so I peed in a garbage can. (laughs) That is the only experience I've ever had where I felt inclined to pee in a garbage can. If you're peeing literal, like, massive garbage bags full of urine, you have a different problem. And it's, and it's not demons outside of your door. No, it's not. It's a demon inside of you. It's the demons in you that are the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, yes. So, we're a little offended you'd even ask. 
one of those trash bags can hold up to 50 liters, while an adult bladder can hold up to 600 milliliters. So unless you're in the window seat of a six-hour flight, at which point it inexplicably, sh- inexplicably shrinks by 90%. That is a fact. I remember flying and having to go to the bathroom literally probably a hundred times. Yeah. Literally a hundred times. It's I was like so over it. Freaking seat on the end. That's true. I didn't have to crawl over people, thankfully. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so so either someone is carefully bottling their urine for later distribution, or a resident is secretly keeping a herd of goats as pets. <laughs> That's what I would like to think. I know, that's what I thought, too. I was like, I hope it's that. (laughs) Worst of all, the communal laundry room is located in the same basement where the golden tsunamis periodically take place. So the whole building now stinks for a variety of reasons. The building's management was long aware of the problem, but never felt a pressing need to address it, possibly thinking that they could get a hold of their concern, they could hold it in their concerns a little longer and get through the day, rather than avoid any more embarrassing incidences. Ew. <laughs> uh, while residents forced the issue, presumably an email that read, Look, we live in New York. We already deal with more than enough human waste. <laughs> management hero- heroically put up the following memo, okay? urgent it has come to our attention that someone is throwing away bags of urine down in the trash chute or placing them in the basement it is creating a foul odor in the building that permeates to every floor to the resident who is conducting this behavior this must stop immediately it is in violation of your lease it is disturbing the neighbors it is not abiding to the department of health codes it is a health hazard to the residents of this building and of the building in general please use your toilet as a waste disposal and not the trash chute <laughs> if need be we will inspect every apartment to investigate the source of the situation we appreciate your cooperation and inspect this behavior to stop immediately which is a very polite way of putting that i'm kind of doubt it stopped oh i doubt it too <laughs> People who live in apartments, and I live in an apartment, they all suck. <laughs> They're all fucking nasty, and all, I hate living in an apartment. And, like, I spend a lot of times in hotels for work, and that's kind of like a temp apartment setup. Mm-hmm. People do gross shit just overnight in a hotel. Yeah. Like, it's shocking. It's shocking and appalling, the, the stuff people do. Like, just keep your bodily fluids to yourself to yourself seriously i know i feel that too i'm like okay so if you keep doing this we will be forced to move you to one of our long island or jersey properties (laughs) 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 not even american still think that's funny um let's see we're sure a polite, rational request will really connect with someone who's bagging and tossing their own waste. Oh, so that's what a toilet is for. I thought it was just for getting rid of my dead goldfish and leftover soup. Sorry, everyone. My bad. Oh. On the off chance this doesn't work, we'd love to see the ensuing door-to-door inspection, which you know will feature a tense argument during which a resident will insist that they have a bottle of apple juice, but nobody will believe them unless they take a big gulp. If that fails, too, they might have to consider truly drastic measures like a single cheap security camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gotta love apartments and gotta love people. Number five. Someone keeps flipping over smart cars in San Francisco. What? Yeah. If you live in San Francisco and you own a smart car, there's a good chance you might leave your home to go to work at a tech startup one morning. <laughs> <laughs> 
only to find your precious vehicle in this position. And then it has a picture of like a ve- like a smart car literally on like its side. And then they have different ones where they're like either on their bumper, like either the rear one or the front one or the side or the side. One's upside down. Like that, I would be pissed. Mm-hmm. And then like uh, on one vehicle, they tore off a coexist bumper sticker. And for the upside down one, they're like, ah, the beautiful smart car mating position. <laughs> <laughs> they would make baby smart cars. Oh, they'd be so little. Uh, more single seater vehicles, but like for children. Oh. That's actually like what those like little, you know, the little like Flintstone cars you can get for kids. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing is like a baby <laughs> smart car. <laughs> oh, that's funny. They're like, time to get a garage, man. Your smart car is getting flipped over way too much. Because <laughs> for one of the pictures, they had the same smart car that had been flipped over twice in two different days. <laughs> I would be so angry. I know. Thankfully, I don't own a smart car, so I don't have to worry about this. Or live in San Francisco, so I don't also have to worry about that, but... Yeah. I know. Uh, So, seriously, this keeps happening. Smart car flipping has been coming and going in waves, possibly because vehicles travel in packs. (laughs) (laughs) In April 2014, four cars were found flipped over like sad, wounded animals. What makes it even more tragic sorry, was that one victim was babysitting her friend's smart car. And yet, even with that added layer of security, it was, wait, what? How do you babysit a car? Do you read it good night, hubcap? Anyways, uh, two more <laughs> were flipped over in June. And all jokes aside, it's a dickish thing to do considering the body damage and the shattered windows that result from this. But that hasn't stopped the crime wave from, from spreading. Copycat hooligans flipped a smart car at Ohio State University either as a wacky college prank or an expression of the ex- uh, existential angst that comes from getting your higher education in ohio (laughs) i can't even imagine right uh there's even a forum for affected smart car owners to share their annoyance and exchange vegan cauliflower brownie recipes (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that's a stab would you would you exchange a vegan cauliflower brownie recipe with a smart car owner maybe maybe i don't know you're all about that no we are all about that vegetarian lifestyle. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't. If you were to offer me a vegan cauliflower brownie recipe, I honestly can't say I don't know if I eat it, just because I don't really like cauliflower, it's like, and I also don't know if that's possible. It tastes like broccoli. It just tastes like broccoli. Chocolate cauliflower tastes like broccoli. No, cauliflower just tastes like broccoli. You don't. Like no, broccoli. it doesn't. It tastes like knockoff broccoli. Broccoli tastes amazing. No cauliflower. Like I never had cauliflower until like a couple months ago. Because I didn't Hang think on. I liked it. Are you for real right now? Yeah. Until a couple months ago, you somehow managed to avoid cauliflower your whole life. Yeah, because I thought I didn't like it, and then I tried it, and I was like, wow, it's just What like is broccoli. wrong with you? This is like the sushi thing all over again. <laughs> okay, guys, I spent literally my whole life of knowing her, and it's been a long time, trying to convince <laughs> her to go for- <laughs> Trying to convince her to go to sushi with me, and she's like, no, I hate rough fish and then literally the month before she decided to go vegetarian she had sushi she's like emily i was so wrong (laughs) sushi's delicious and now i just eat vegetarian sushi and i'm only a little bitter because i don't agree with eating meat but like if i was going to it would probably be sushi that's fair sushi though delicious oh my god yeah oh my god okay Now that we've been sufficiently distracted, <laughs> uh, let's go back to no- knocking uh, vegans. 
<laughs> I can't help it. I love cheese. It was never going to happen. Oh, there's vegan cheese. Is there? Yeah. Oh, I didn't actually know that. Hmm. Put yeah. that mental note in. Moving on. So... Uh, they wanted to organize a meetup, uh, so these uh, smart car owners, but they were afraid that the street would look like it was hit by a tornado. No arrests have been made, although a witness saw a group of six to eight people in hooded sweatshirts flip a car around one in the morning. So the evidence would point to drunken frat boys venting their anger over Crystal not wanting to go home from the strip club with them. <laughs> Other suspects include SUV manufacturers, the Hulk, and Stiff Breezes. I like to think it was the Hulk. Yeah, I'm starting to think whoever wrote <laughs> whoever wrote this article because I, ju- I literally just like found this like conglomerate list, right? And I took it from the same person. His name is Mark. Didn't provide a last name, so thank you, Mark. Mark is very <laughs> was in a very jovial mood, I guess, when he wrote this. So get pre- get prepped for mo- more jokes, guys. Mm, yes. I didn't write them though. <laughs> the disclaimer: did not write these jokes. I wrote my jokes. <laughs> You can laugh, but you probably didn't. You can laugh, but you probably didn't. Uh, Nice. But you'll like this next one. The case of the topiary dick vandal. Okay. So, in what might be the aftermath of an Edward Scissorhands-like experiment gone even wronger. Is wronger a word? Mm, I don't think it is. I'm going to say even wrong. Sorry, Mark, I'm going to correct that for you. Um, some anonymous phallus, yeah, phallus-obsessed plant pruner in Windsor, Ontario has been turning public plants into, uh, pubic plants. That's Ew! A- <laughs> Why? That's the funniest joke. <laughs> this guy's made so far public plants into pubic plants. Literally, he's turning bushes into penises, is what he's doing. Um, Why? so, what do we mean? We mean exactly what you imagined. Penis shrubs. Ooh. Ooh. So then uh, there's a quote here where it's like, it's a grower, not a shower. (laughs) Oh. Uh, That's also a bad joke. Uh, One reporter who wrote about this hard journalism story referred to the mystery gardener as a bushwhacker in her headline and then presumably high-fived herself for 10 minutes. Also, probably me if I was going to write an article. So, I mean. That's also... Not hard journalism, it's soft journalism. <laughs> soft news, not hard news. But you, you are the professional. It's true. <laughs> According to locals, the dick shrub stood majestically for a while while photos of it went viral, forcing the city to enact some painful surgery. <laughs> oh, God. However, that wasn't the end of the penile crime spree. After striking twice in October 2013, he, we're assuming it's a he, because come on... <laughs> Well, probably. (laughs) I'm going to say probably. I'll just say them, though, because, I mean, girls also like penis jokes. (laughs) Uh, Took a break before getting even more creative in November because we all know that performing three times in a row would be exhausting and, frankly, not very enjoyable. (laughs) Gross. Uh, His most recent effort involved carefully spelling out a word with garlands and you can have two guesses as to what what that word was. What? Penis. He used more plants to spell out the word penis. <laughs> He's getting creative, at least. Or they. They are getting creative. I like to think Mark committed this crime. Oh, probably. That's why it's right in the middle. He's like, I need to, like, throw this in there because I'm proud of it, but I don't want anybody to know. <laughs> I'm disguising it. Uh, 
they'll never know it was me if I write about it. Um, <laughs> let's see. So city officials weren't amused, at least not after the initial giggling they had to disguise as a fit of coughing when their bloss, boss, bloss. I can't read anymore. Their bloss. Their bloss glared at them. But reasoning that they'd have more success with carrots that look like dicks than sticks that... <laughs> Sticks that look like dicks. Uh, the executive director of Parks publicly offered the van, the vandal, nay, the artisan, a job interview saying that the mystery gardener put in a lot of effort to his dick sculpture and is clearly very, very good at being able to uh, shape things. Unfortunately for Windsor, this is uh, this appears that nothing ever came of it. Uh, let's see. Oh, I thought it was a trap. I would have. Are you kidding me? It probably was a trap. So fortunately for us, this means he's still out there and available to work on our newly stated country manor. <laughs> so drop us a line, man. Oh. <laughs> uh, yep. So now we're going to move on from penises to number three. Oh. Yes. Number three. Someone has pooped on 19 cars since 2012. That's disgusting. They need to, like, go away. Hey, we've covered all three of our bases here. We've got urine, we've got poop, and we've got penises. Now we just need some vomit. Yeah, it's true. Vomit. And I actually think that pretty much covers it, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) We'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Oh, I guess sweat. Sweat would be one of them. Ew. I also don't like sweat. No. Let's see. Uh, So, look, we've been stuck in traffic and want to take a... Mark, why? I guess why this is Mark? this is probably why I didn't include his last name, so I can't credit him fully. <laughs> but it says, "Look, we've all been in stuck in traffic and wanted to take a monster shit on the hood of the guy in front of us who doesn't understand that his horn doesn't cast a magic anti red light spell." <laughs> <laughs> But while most of us are able to resist the urge, either because we know it's wrong or because we don't want to shame our families. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one Akron Ohio man has been giving in to the, his base desires for over three years. So, yep, that's pretty much exactly what we expect from a mad uh, pooper, though. So the news describes him as having wandered through the a- Akron, Akron? Akron community like a shit ronin <laughs> looking to offer his services when and where people need him. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to his uh, actions. Some cars are victimized multiple times. Sometimes the hood is targeted. Sometimes the mirror gets it. And sometimes he leaves an extra special passenger in the co-pilot seat like he's staring to the world's worst PSA about always leaving your doors locked. Ew. <laughs> it's gone so bad that the cops have even created a map of his attacks, presumably in the hopes that the pattern ends up forming the shape that will cra- uh, shape that will crack the case like in a Batman comic. <laughs> And so, uh, then Mark makes a comment and he's like, it's probably just a poop emoji though. Uh, So, yeah. So despite that and the fact that somebody actually managed to photograph him in the act, there are still no leads to his identity. You can read a timeline of his crimes if you want to see a journalist's dream of being, coming the next, uh, Edward R. Murrow die a little bit more with each instance of pooped. Don't... (laughs) Why is that my life, though? <laughs> <laughs> Don't despair, brave reporter. There are questions we want you in- to investigate. What do police believe motivates this man? Anti-authority statements? Art? What are residents doing to protect their cars? Why has this guy been on the runs? Been on the runs? <laughs> For three years... <laughs> When all it would take to catch him is a seemingly empty police car with an officer hiding under a tarp in the back seat. <laughs> the city of Ohio has yet to off- offer the car pooper a job. Well, fair. Right? Fair, honestly, fair. All right, so then, almost $2,000 re- 
in chewing gum has been stolen in southern Sweden. Jeez, so that's a lot of... I know, I know when I read that number two, I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, so you've all seen the movie scene. A motley collection of career crim- criminals sitting around a car table covered in blueprints in, I- in an isolated warehouse. There's the smooth talker, the sultry seductress, the tech geek, and their charismatic leader who strolls out of the shadows, leans on the table, stares down his gang, and announces, ladies and gentlemen, tonight... We will steal enough gum to keep our ears from popping on airplanes for life. (laughs) More than. More than. Okay, so that's probably not what happened. But we challenge you to offer up a better explanation for how and why Sweden is experiencing a gum-thieving spree so large that every school desk in the country would have an unpleasant experience... A surprise? Unpleasant surprise left under it. Wait, shit. Is that the plan? You monsters! (laughs) (laughs) Can a nation declare martial detention? (laughs) Uh, Okay, so it began in November 2014 when 184 packets were stolen from what we assume was an Ikea. A suspect was caught and he planned to exchange the gum for a jacket, which raises serious questions about Sweden's economy. (laughs) The same presumed Ikea was struck with an even greater loss on New Year's Eve and this arrested suspect, apparently the thieves we dreamt need, uh, need to spring for a getaway driver, claimed he was planning to give the gum to his friends. Either this guy throws terrible New Year parties or Sweden's collapse into a barter society had hit them harder than we realized. (laughs) So, a different probable IKEA was hit for over 800 packs. If our Swedish math is correct, a police press officer offered up a official bemused drug stating, I have no idea why chewing gum has become such a popular thing to steal. It is no value unless you steal so many packages. So, uh, here's a possible explanation why the investigators, uh, that the investigators seem to have bypassed. It's Romania's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're gonna, Mark's gonna explain it. So, in 2012, England went through a similar gum-related crime spree, which was all the work of Romanian, Romanian thieves. It turns out that in Romania, packs of gum are often used instead of, uh, pocket change. Weirdly enough. So, uh, we worked on this article, large-scale store thefts of chewing gum, and it was reported in the dick shrub capital of the world, Windsor, Ontario. <laughs> And an international crime gang hasn't uh, been discarded as an ex- as an explanation. A possible member was caught on tape while relieving a store of some packets. Uh, so by the time you read this, the gum bandits may have even reached your city. In the meantime, Sweden continues its investigation with police planning to stake out baseball diamonds, convenience store parking lots frequented by rebellious preteens, and additional Ikeas. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, like, training to be a police officer and then being like, okay... You're stationed at this Ikea. Watch out for the gum thieves. Look for gum thieves. <laughs> That's such a dumb thing to steal, though. Not that, like, stealing is, like, ever a good idea. But why exclusively gum? And why so much? Unless you're Romanian, I guess. Uh, I'm telling you. I don't even know what to I told. About. I told you this was a weird collection of ones, okay? <laughs> and we're finally on to the last one. <laughs> All right. So... An elderly man's house has been egged over a hundred times in a year. Oh, no. I know. I read that and I was like, poor man. Okay. So, egging houses is one of those pranks that's hilarious when you're either 13 or Justin Bieber. But once you get older... (laughs) Yeah. 
I know. I'm telling you, Mark, his his journalism here or article writing is something else. I'm telling you, he must have, like, been feeling extra jokey the day he wrote this. Sassy. Mm-hmm. But once you get older or less of a shithead, you realize that it's a particularly annoying act of, of uh, property damage. Because, like, here's another thing, too. I don't know if you knew this, but, like, if you egg somebody's house or vehicle, there's a, there's supposed to be, I don't know if this is, like, a factual thing or not, because it's not something I've ever, like, looked further into, mm-hmm. but they say that there's an actual enzyme in the egg where if it's actually left long enough, it can peel paint. Yeah. Yeah? That's true? Yeah, and it, it's also, like, really hard to get off of your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My boyfriend's car was egged once. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> my parents house was egged once i think yeah 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 it was but just the windows yeah (laughs) we consider it a titanic struggle to clean up after uh we fuck up an attempt at a fancy omelet flip so we can only imagine the annoyance of an 85 year old ohio man feels at his house getting egged on a constant basis since march 2012 and these are no normal eggings, though. Whoever is doing this throws the eggs from at least a couple of blocks away, apparently using some sort of launcher or catapult. Oh my god. Seriously. They've got, like, a system. They do. Uh, let's see. Or chickens fed a literal buttload of x is what Mark concluded. Ew. <laughs> so, somebody is deeply, deeply angry at somebody in that household for some reason, reads the official police statement, <laughs> which offers very little useful information beyond additional proof that making statements is kind of like a skimmed over thing at the police academy. <laughs> is this one of those old men who gives out pennies and toothbrushes on Halloween? Is Ohio's mad pooper branching out into chicken butt-related crimes? Did someone once comment that the house's exterior would look nicer in eggshell white? And there's been a horrible misunderstanding ever since. (laughs) The homeowner seems oddly admiring of his attacker's accuracy, but being woken up at two in the morning by avian artillery can't be too much fun. To their credit, the police aren't screwing around. They've held undercover stakeouts, installed surveillance cameras, canvassed the neighborhood, and sent the eggshells to labs for testing because apparently in Uslet, Ohio, it isn't exactly a hot spot of criminal activity. So then again, uh, when they aren't doing that, they're giving the egged uh, homeowners citations for violating the city's housing codes. What? <laughs> yep, for these, uh, for this uh, ugly facade, I guess. So then the cops even had a suspect, but he was then ruled out when they saw him on the street as an ad- attack had occurred while in the presence of police. So unless that was all a part of his plan, at this point, their biggest clue is that the culprits have access to a large number of eggs, so that narrows down the pool of suspects down to anybody who doesn't know what a gro- Or sorry, hang on. Narrows down the pool of suspects down to anyone who knows what a grocery store is. So... <laughs> There's even a $1,000 bounty on information. So if you've ever thought about entering the private investigation business and wouldn't uh, object to a lifetime label of the excellent detective, if you crack this case, it could be your big break. And that is the end of Mark's list of interesting and funny, quote-unquote, petty crimes. So fun. Funny to some... I don't know. I felt like most of them were pretty gross, but I will say interesting for the most part. So what's your fun fact then, since maybe this fact is more fun than others? We will see. Well, we'll go with an interesting fact because this isn't a fun fact. I did try though. I did try. So, in some jurisdictions, those who are convicted of a misdemeanor are known as misdemeanants, as contrasted with those convicted of a felony who are known as felons. So, depending on the jurisdiction, examples of misdemeanors may include petty theft, prostitution, 
public intoxication, simple assault, sordidly conduct, trespassing, vandalism, reckless driving, discharging a firearm within city limits, possession of cannabis, and in some jurisdictions, first-time possession of certain other drugs and other similar crimes. But that also depends on the country you're in, state laws, that sort of thing, because right. like a lot of other ones, we'll, he- we'll hold these ones to like a higher standing compared to other places. So Right, where like some places are like cracked on drugs. Exactly. Whereas, like, it, it technically under like misdemeanor counts as a misdemeanor, like like what we were just talking about earlier. In the states, they hold it to a much higher degree, so it would, call, it would be more of like a felony type charge then. Yeah. Yeah. It's time for the wheel of crime. Woo! All right, guys. I hope you're ready with you, your friend, your family by yourself, your two hands, or your no hands. It's time for our wheel of crime. Where you drink and we to be and we hear about it yeah <laughs> like i said i love stories don't forget to share on our medias yes all right Woo. do 20 push-ups all right it's been a while since we've had that i hope you're feeling physically fit today Wh- whoever just span gets to do 20 push-ups yep we hope you're really fast at doing push-ups all right jen spin spin again, again. Lose your turn. All right, folks, Aww. that was a sad round here. Let's move on to mine. Spin again. Spin again. Oh, my God. We're having a spinny day. All right, just a sip. All right, that's half of our first shot gone, guys. Woo! Woo! Take a shot. All right, well, since I am a troublemaker, I'm going to tell you to take a different shot than the one you've been sipping at. Save that one for later. Wahahaha. <laughs> Unless it's too late. Then you're fine, I guess. Truth or dare. All right, Jen, let's see. What can my truth be from this week? Hmm. My truth is going to be what is something you've seen somebody do in public that they don't know that you saw them doing it like somebody like scratching their butthole or like yeah (laughs) it could be literally anything maybe it's the car pooper or the penis shrub cutter who knows maybe you are the penis shrub cutter maybe maybe but that's my that's my truth i want from you guys though and I dare you, if you own a garden or a plant, to cut it into a cool shape. Not necessarily a penis, but like just anything cool. But like try like trimming trimming a shrub? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I dare you to trim your own shrub that you own and not your neighbor's because I'm not condoning that. But. I immediately just thought of like <laughs> your... your- you're like body shrub because uh, no, I, <laughs> I guess that. that's an option because i was like i guess if you don't have a plant you do have other options but I... <laughs> okay well if you trim a plant send us photos if you trim something else if you trim your own shrub you it. can tell us i don't necessarily want to see a picture though <laughs> but good one though good one i have heard previously of people uh doing fun things in fun shapes with those that part of their body so that could mm. be cool or, like, shaving their back hair into a certain shape. That's kind of neat. <laughs> that would be so weird. Or, like, what's it called? When guys have, like, hair, but it's, like, on their lower stomach, like, in their pelvic area. There's also been people who've shaped, like, weird shapes into that area, too. Like, a Wi-Fi signal. Oh. <laughs> weird. I know. It happens, man. All right. My spin, though, I believe. Spin again. Pass the shot. Pass it to your friend. Pass it to yourself. Pass it to your other hand. Don't pass it to your pets. <laughs> Maybe pass it to your now uh, shapely shrub. Yes. Pass it to your shrub. 
Just a sip? Okay, you had that one shot on the back burner. That means we have three shots out now. Or if you're playing it to drink, then you are probably already done your three shots. And for that, I can congr- congratulate you. All right, we are on our last one, guys. YMCA. Good one. Okay. Take a shot. All right, guys. That's all four out for today. That was a good round, I thought. It was. We haven't had YMCA in a while. I know. Yeah. We can be we can be that as like the little like game break <laughs> game break version. Anytime we play YMCA, you guys have a break. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but you can listen to us wherever you're at, or on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places. Yeah, all the places, all the places, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that sort of thing. At Wheel of Crime. Yeah, send us a message. Uh, uh, through any of those medias, or you can email us at wheelofcrime at gmail.com. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. My name is Jen. My name is M. Don't forget to give us uh, five stars and tell us anything you like. Like I said, I don't care. It just helps with our statistics and helping us reach more people. Woo! Woo! All right. Well, love you, wheels. Wheels. <laughs> Wheelies and crimeys. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.